1: This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready.
0: All right, Eric, so let's talk about uh, financial competency and kind of giving ourselves our own grades, if you will. So folks, if you're listening, kind of play along with us and just kind of say, ask yourself, what would you score yourself if you Somebody asked you right now, do you know how much you actually have? That sounds kind of weird, right, Eric? But I think people would be surprised sometimes they don't really truly know what they own.
2: Right, because a lot of people have changed uh, jobs a couple, two, three times throughout their careers. and they've left the old 401ks at the old employer they kind of have a general idea about what it may be but maybe not or mm-hmm. you know they've met people along the way maybe their brother-in-law got into the financial business or you know they're at the bank and they had uh, a cd coming due they didn't like the rates so they you know had them uh, go talk to the investment person maybe they put some money there and so they got a collection of all these tools and they really don't know what they're worth. You know, not precisely, and how it's really planning towards, you know, how it works towards their plan. So, um, an analogy I use for this is for people, it's like what they are is financial instruments which you've accumulated along the way—an IRA over here, and maybe, you know, this mutual fund here, and this variable annuity over here. So you get all these different instruments, and if you've ever been to a, a symphony before, and if you go early, you can kind of hear them tuning up. So you have all these different people; they all play different instruments, and they're all tuning up to themselves and. It sounds really chaotic. It actually sounds like cats fighting. Oh, almost. Yeah. But then one person comes up, the conductor, he or she has a little wand, and they tap it, and everyone gets That's silent. Right. And everyone gets, you know, ready. And then they start moving their arms, and all of a sudden, it makes beautiful music because the things are now coordinated. So you may have a lot of things, but, two, having them coordinated makes them work better. But I do find there's people have stuff all over the place. And just because of the transient society that we're in, no one works the same job for 40 years anymore. You know, they tend to move around and, you know, they roll it to an IRA and leave it over there and don't really know what it is, don't manage it right. But having your stuff working towards your plan, knowing what you have, you've got to have a high grade in that. If you've got a bad grade in that, then give us yeah. a call. We can
0: help you. <laughs> yeah, if you're sitting there listening to us and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a solid B, you know, then uh, yeah, maybe you're doing pretty good. But if you're like, eh, I'm a C or a D. <laughs> you might want to reevaluate that and and understand what it is that you have. And then this one definitely give yourself a grade here folks. So do you know how much you spend, how much you truly spend? I imagine a lot of us probably Eric would say, yeah, I'm definitely a strong B, you know, maybe an A minus, but when you really get into the nitty-gritty it's like, eh, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know right, quite as much as I think. W-
2: one of the steps that we have people do when they come in for this retirement readiness review is we send out what we call an intake form. So it helps to kind of frame what we're going to be talking about, ask you some questions about, you know, how you feel about these things, what's most important to you. But there's also a budget component to it. Now, we're not telling people, you know, hey, you know, get your pencil ready and, you know, down to the penny, we want to know everything that you're spending, but high level what you're spending, and they're kind of shocked sometimes <laughs> they say i didn't realize i was spending this much or right. i realized this was costing me that amount of money um there's one line for cable phone and internet i mean think of how much you're paying for that that's for me it's more than i paid for rent in my first apartment you know that's a big number so when you start to look at those start to figure out how much you spend then as you get to go into retirement you start to say, okay which of these things is going to increase or which is going to decrease and that's where you can build a budget and build a plan around it but you need to know how much you're spending because not a matter of how much money you've saved, which is important, but it's how much it costs you to live, that's where retirement comes in. Yeah. That's how you can retire when you got the money, enough to support your spending that you need for retirement.
0: Okay. All right. So what about giving yourself a grade for the risk that you have? Do you know how much risk you actually have? Again, I think this is probably going to be a poor score.
2: It is because the markets, you know, since the bottom of the market in two thousand and nine have kind of been almost straight up. We've had a couple of bumps along the way. And what happens is that your stock oriented investments have they've grown by a tremendous amount. Right. So any kind of allocation that you have is going to be out of whack. If you're saying, Hey, I want, you know, sixty percent stocks and forty percent bonds, you're probably not in that right now just because the stocks have appreciated way more than the bonds have. But also you need to understand why you're taking the risk. Plus you're ten years older right now. 10 to 11 years older. You're closer to retirement now, you need to start reevaluating your risk and a very simple thing we take people through, a behavioral analytics tool that will assign a number to them from 1 to 99. 1 being basically cash, 99 being, you know, a single very aggressive stock. So, understanding where you are in that spectrum and then we evaluate their portfolios and a lot of times people are shocked that they think they have a diversified, you know, portfolio and diversification has nothing to do with risk. Diversification means you got things in different types of investments, maybe some stocks, maybe some bonds, maybe some international. It does not uh, take away the risk. But when they see those numbers, it's kind of eye-opening. And then you can determine, hey, what kind of level of risk do I need to take to make my plan work? So that's very enlightening to people. They like that portion of the of our uh, retirement readiness review. So if you don't know your true risk, then give us a call. We can help you with that.
0: Well, same when it goes to paying for fees, right, Eric? So a lot of times people just don't really know what it is. So if you're giving yourself a grade on do you know what you're paying in fees? For example, we had a conversation, it's been a while, but uh, about a, a gentleman who had uh, a lot of mutual funds. And two of them were really, really identical as far as what they had in it. But one was a quite a high fee, a little over 1% and some change. And the other one was under 1%. It's like, why are you paying? You know, you're paying for the same thing twice, and this one's way more than the other, so why wouldn't you offload one? So, do you understand what you're paying, right?
2: And some of this is not your fault. No, um, because the mutual fund industry wants to keep you in the dark about this. Okay, they want to hide their fees. So, every time we send out um, information to prospective clients, we send um, Mm an article written by the Wall Street Journal. Now, it's a few years old, but it's still is very, very poignant information, but talks about the hidden cost of mutual funds. And there's four big areas that they have. One is the transaction costs. So when a mutual fund buys and sells securities inside the fund, they pay commissions. That's how the firms like you know Goldman Sachs and all those companies make their bonuses every year because these mutual funds, which manage trillions of dollars of money, by the way, pay them fees every time they buy and sell securities. And you don't know how much they're buying and selling because that's really reactive but what the manager's doing, right? Mm-hmm. They may decide, right. hey, we're going to turn over the portfolio. Portfolio turnover is the one key. You know, people know how to look for that. We do. But that's going, to, that's going to cause you to have more fees. The more turnover, the more expensive it is. You also have market impact cost. So let's say this mutual fund owns, uh, I don't know, 100,000 shares of Microsoft, right? And the manager's decide, hey, we're Microsoft hit our price target. We want to unload it. They're not going to drop a hundred thousand shares on the open market like that. It'll cause the price to go down. So what they got to do, they got to exit over time. Well, sometimes they're getting good prices, sometimes they're getting bad prices. That gets factored into that as well. There's taxes. There's all kinds of things. So when you think in a prospectus that the mutual funds may be paying, you know, maybe one percent, let's say, these other expenses could add they add from one to almost two percent additional expenses into those mutual funds. Okay, so you don't see it though. The thing about mutual fund fees is you don't see them. It's not a line item that comes out of your account. What it is, it's baked into what's called the net asset value. Every night they're shaving it off, and then they calculate the net asset value. So it's in there. you got to really hunt to find it, but you're not going to see it on a statement. But you need to understand what you're paying. Paying fees is not bad if you're getting value. Okay, If you're getting value for the fees that you're paying, which not only comes from asset management, but also advice. So we charge fees, but we provide the advice as well. So people are very, uh, they get a lot of value for the fees that we charge our clients right now.
0: This one's kind of like number one, where we said, do you know what you actually have? But do you know what your income streams are going to look like in retirement? What would you grade yourself on that one, right? People sometimes think, well, I've saved up this much money, so I'm good. But it's really more about, as you mentioned earlier, what you're bringing in each month.
2: Right. They say, oh, if I have a million dollars, I'm just going to take 4% off of that and they'll give me 40,000. So I'll just, I'm going to have that, That'll be my income, right? And then Social Security on top because I don't have a pension. Right? No, you need to know where that – you take that 4% off of that portfolio, and it suffers like we've had in the past. That portfolio can run out pretty quickly. In fact, the if you think you have a 60-40 allocation, 60% stocks, 40% bonds, and you try to take 4% out of that portfolio, there's only 90% probability it'll last 20 years. Now, if you only think you're going to live 20 years, but the problem is we don't have expiration dates (laughs) tattooed on us, then that's fine. So if you want it to last as long as possible, which is usually 30 to 35 years, and you want a high level of confidence, which means you're 99% or greater, that drops to Mm 1.3. So that's a lot different than 4. So you need to find out where your income is coming from. There's ways to protect your income. There's ways to guarantee income. There's all kinds of ways you can do that. You just need to be aware of the
1: tools.
0: Tune in to The Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on a m ten forty.